Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part five, the exciting conclusion of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much. And now enjoy the exciting conclusion of the podcast have substantiating evidence they're they're just going to basically all get arrested or the school get closed or both yeah yeah there's a lot at stake here for everybody the inspector shows up outside here with (laughs) one old conspiracy theory was like the guy with the white hair was like that's old steve martin like that's not what (laughs) i swear to god the cop that's outside that looks like fucking charlie chaplin is that's steve martin it's not fucking steve martin it's a uh, it's just some fucking actor guy well it's just not steve martin like it's that's, definitely not yeah, steve martin i'll tell you that right that's now that's it sitting there with a banjo <laughs> and a fucking arrow through his head <laughs> but yeah the inspector shows up with a bunch of people they walk in here and fucking everybody's dead and the inspector gets mad at the people who are left at the chinese school saying that they're going to get in trouble. And the people here are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Everybody's dead. We know who did it. Are you seriously not going to get mad and and arrest these Japanese guys that fucking killed everybody? Yeah. They get very upset, and justifiably so, at these people. And this other inspector guy here, I don't know who this other guy is, uh, with the glasses and the little Hitler mustache. But Yeah, he's he's basically like a Japanese well-to-do that is... That is yelling at the uh, inspector, low way, like, you know, I demand that you fucking let me in here. He's like, I'm doing an investigation. You can't go in. He's like, I demand it or you're going to lose your job and all this type of stuff. So it really yeah. shows that the, the Japanese have a lot of weight to throw around. And essentially, while this conversation is going on, Bruce Lee Chen sneaks in and overhears it. And essentially is, you know, if Chen is captured or if Chen turns himself in then um, all the trouble for the school is going to go away, which yeah, a lot of a lot of like Bruce Lee's films end with some sort of sacrifice. Like there's very <laughs> very few really happy endings. Even even something like Enter the Dragon, 
doesn't have like a super happy ending it's almost oh, like no you know he beats the shit out of everybody and he's standing there and all of a sudden the fucking helicopter shows up you know at the end of at the end of all the fight and the mayhem and he just looks over at john saxon and the two of them just kind of roll their eyes like eh, fuck thanks for well, thanks for showing up to the party assholes jesus christ you fucking <laughs> morons yeah now that everybody's dead thanks thanks braithwaite thanks mr braithwaite i do like uh chen shows up here he's pissed he sees everybody get killed and he goes downstairs here and makes himself known to the police because he realizes like okay the only way out of this is that i have to give myself up yeah because if i do that then the police have who they want the japanese people who are left have what they want and my school is going to be safe after this if i if i do this but he he makes sure that when he gives himself up he says to the cops Look, I give myself up, but you leave these you leave my friends alone. Like yeah, that's the this, condition that I give myself up. This movie up on. kind of faked me out a little bit because his first film, The Big Boss, listen, Chang, you know you got to do it. So he kills the boss, yep. and then the police come and arrest him, and he's like, "It's okay, May." And then the credits roll, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" Like, yeah, he got revenge, but he fucking got arrested, right? Yeah, and. Yep. That's the end. And I'm sitting there waiting for something to happen. It's like, no, that's the fucking way that the movie ends. And essentially, uh, this movie kind of led me to believe that this was going to be the same thing where, okay, I'll go with the police and I'll get arrested. But they they button hooked me and threw, uh, threw another little surprise on there, too. They did. And I really like when Chen comes out and says, hey, Chen's here now. And he walks down the stairs, and when he stops and looks at Nora Meow, yeah, man. the two of them looking at each other, realizing that everything that they said in the graveyard of, you're going to be a teacher, and you're going to get married, we're going to have kids, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, all of that shit's gone now. Both of them realize that whole dream is gone. Is gone. And, and you can see that in their faces and in their reactions of I'm like, not gonna, fuck. I'm not going to repeat some of the poisonous stuff, but there was a lot of there was a lot of rumors about those two. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to be a fucking... Just offset uh, shit that people yeah, talked about. Yeah, people talked a lot about those those two. And uh, I believe he was at her apartment when he took the... Um, when he said he had the, the headache, headache medicine and, or whatever yeah, the fuck, yeah. And took the, took the two pills. He was at her apartment. Um, but they've got some great chemistry together. Some really, really good chemistry. They do. They act very well together. She lives in Toronto now. I don't know if you know that. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Nora Meow lives in Toronto. She's She was, I don't know if she still is, but she was uh, a personality on CBC Radio Chinese in Toronto. Really? She had her own show and whatnot. Yeah, she's she's living here now, so that's kind of cool to We to should know. fucking get her on the show and talk to her. I know, right? <laughs> That'd be dope. She'd just Chat like her up and be like, hey, from man. Yeah, I'm sure she's sick to fucking death of talking about it, but, you know, whatever. Might be worth yeah, a, well, a reach out anyway. That's awesome. So... He has a nice little exchange with uh, Lo Wei here, the inspector. He basically says, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with you. You just promised to leave the school alone, which and, they promise. And and he reiterates that to Hitler mustache. Hey! Yeah. Leave this school yeah. alone! Like, he's super he's angry with that guy. This is a fucking great ending, man. Like, he walks out, and he notices all these fucking cops pointing guns at him. This is but I love that great. the cops are pointing guns at him, but there's a bunch of cops and inspectors Dude, but, and shit yeah, behind him. Like, behind him. Yeah. Because he runs, he's like, ah, 
Vlad runs at them and does that big flying kick with freeze frame and then all the gunfire. But, like, they're shooting into the crowd of their yeah, own police the inspectors and students himself. and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> those fuckers all got killed, too. That was one of the things, because this is one of the, this is the opening scene of Game of Death. Yes. Where, yeah. you know, like the, he gets shot in the face by a real bullet and all that stuff, which yeah. I was pretty pissed, pretty pissed at them for, for doing that. But, yeah. anyway, it, which, it is what it is. Needs the but, plastic surgery and all the bullshit Game of Death nonsense that they had to go but through. But, man, it's a, it's a good film, man. It's a really good film. It's a really solid film. Uh, I don't put it as my favorite, but it's... Excluding Game of Death, I would put this one at the bottom, right? Like, if, if yeah. we don't count Game of Death. No, no, no. Uh, it's this one, and then the big boss is above this, and then Enter the Dragon is above this, and my favorite being um, Return. Way of the Dragon or Return of the Dragon, uh, wherever you, you see it. Um, but I really had a lot of fun with this, and I, I really enjoyed going back, and it was nice for me to pick up things that I missed when I was younger. Again, the cinematography in this was really good. I, I was... I was pleasantly surprised that I, I really enjoyed the the lighting and uh, the foley in this one. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I thought this was really great. I I enjoyed it. It is my, you know, again, not counting Game of Death. It's my it's my number four of four. But that doesn't mean I don't like it. Like this is still leaps and bounds above a lot of martial arts movies out there. Oh God, yes, yes. So I'm speaking, sorry. you know, relatively, of course, you know, like yeah. comparing to other Bruce Lee films. So for sure. And this is really, Bruce Lee is what really got me into martial arts films in general. Because I remember a kid at school had an Enter the Dragon poster. And I was like, I saw the fucking slices on him. And I was like, what is that? He's like, that's from Enter the Dragon. I was like, Jesus. What the fuck is Enter the Dragon? Who the fuck sliced him up? What's Enter the Dragon? Who's Bruce Lee? That really (laughs) got me into uh, watching these. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, so what do you rank this for music and soundtrack and Foley and all that noise? I'm, I'm going to rank it four-fifths out of five. I really enjoyed it. I loved the, and again, I'm talking about the uh, North American release with the whole Tom Jones style yep. singing. You know, I use my hands to greet my friends, but if you're bad, <laughs> I'll punch your face. Fist of fury. <laughs> like, it's actually really cool. So soundtrack and Foley. I really enjoyed watching this with the headphones. Um, the fact that they really mix the left and right channels really well. And, you know, if a guy's rolling across the mat from left to right in the headphones, that sound carries, starts on the left, goes right to the middle equally, and then finishes on the right. I, I was very impressed with that. So I'm going to give it four fists out of five for uh, Soundtrack and Foley. A couple of little things that were just a little too over the top. But generally speaking, exceptional. Yeah, I would. I, I have to go the same. I have to go four fifths out of five for this because you could say the music is dated. It is, but when you got to watch a movie with respect to the time that it was made and appreciate it. Like I, on on uh, because we keep talking about RoboCop. I watched RoboCop the other night. Mm. RoboCop's the shit. It still is, man. It's, it's it still fucking the shit. holds up, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> it does. And you watch it, and it's pure eighties, man. It's the shit. And this, it's 70s. It's absolute yeah. 70s, and it's awesome. The music holds up. The The Foley, I, I like it. The soundtrack, the dubbing is a little over the top sometimes, but I'm cool with that because, again, the, the staging is over the top. So I'm cool with that. I like the Foley. The, I, again, I like it. I like it a lot. So four, four fists out of five for that. Uh, where would you rank acting? 
the acting in this is really good and and i'm gonna also give it four fifths out of out of five for acting i i i don't even mean it in a bad way it's theatrical like it's it's stage it's almost like stage acting um and honestly they're on a big fucking sound stage i really like uh with uh especially bruce lee and normal i love how they look at each other and can convey certain emotions. I thought Lo Wei is excellent as the inspector. I think that his acting is some of the best in the film. Um, if there's any sort of shady or janky parts, I think that, um, again, like fake eyebrows and fake mustaches, just kind of, I have a hard time yeah. um, believing the delivery on some of that. But overall, I, I, I think it's really good. I think it's very emotional. I think the instructor at the Chinese school was excellent. So just overall, I think I think it was a really, really solid job on the acting on this. Yeah, I can't go less than four-fifths out of five myself because everybody's good. Like, there's really no weak links. There's not a lot of, you know, there, there's a, a very, very, very tiny bit of um, what you got in Enter the Dragon with the background actors kind of laughing a little bit and fucking around. There's yeah. a little tiny bit of that with the big schools, uh, the big school fights and stuff. But not a lot, not a lot that you'd notice unless you're really watching it a thousand times and looking at everybody. It doesn't yeah. stand out at all. Everybody who is in the main cast does a great job. The, the weak one might be Yoshida, but again, he's doing theater acting. He's over the top. I, I, I can let it slide. So I, I really can't go less than four-fifths out of five for acting. I think it's really good. And the standouts being Bruce Lee and Nora Meow. Yeah, and and, and sure. Lo Wei. I, I can't, I can't uh, discount Lo Wei as the inspector there. So... Cool. Uh, what about martial arts? I'm going to go four fists out of five. I'm going four across the board for this yeah. film. Uh, yeah. The martial arts are really, really good. The reason I'm not giving it five is there's a there's there's a couple of flubs. Like I'm yeah. okay with there being things like I wouldn't I wouldn't discount any points for oh I don't like wire work. It's a subjective thing, so yeah. I'm going to mark. But there, the reason I'm giving it some lower marks is. One, uh, there's a couple of misses in there. Like, there's a couple of complete misses, misses. Yeah. Um, that they that they didn't retake, which it is what it is. And uh, the second reason I'll take it down to four was uh, there's a huge gap in the second act where there's literally no martial arts at all. And I felt that it made the film really uneven. Yeah. There's some good stuff at the beginning where he shows up at the Japanese school and you're like, yeah, and then... We really don't get a lot of a lot of it until basically the third act. That whole middle part of the film is devoid of any martial arts, and I think that they could have put at least one more fight scene. It doesn't even have to be Bruce Lee. They could have put another fight scene in there just to keep the momentum of the film going. The acting and stuff is good. Like those things were really important of him, you know, hiding in the cemetery or him in disguise with the paper and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, in order to keep the tone up, I think they could have used some more martial arts in that section of the film. So four out of five. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say four fifths out of five as well for myself, just because it's basically all the same reasons, dude. Uh, I like what's there. I do wish there was a bit more. In, in that second act. Yeah. I, I like Bruce. I like the people that he fights. I think they sell it well. I think the extras do a good job. Like you said, there's a couple of obvious misses I wish they had done a second or third take of. Yeah. And there's, there's it, it could have just been a little bit better all around with the, the Suzuki fight, I think, could have been a little better done. But it's not bad. It's certainly not bad by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I have to go four fists out of five for martial arts as well. Mm. 
Would you throw Samo in here anywhere? Uh, yeah, if we could actually have Samo as, you know, another Japanese henchman to have a really good fight in that second act, I think that would be really, really cool. You know, you could put Samo in at the beginning, introduce him as a character, and have Chen kill him in the second act. I think that would have made it, and it, fuck, it would be a hell of an exciting match. So that would have yeah, been, That's I a would. great idea. If you had him come in after Chen beats up those first two punks that bring the Sickmen of Asia sign, have Chen fuck those two dudes up, but have Samo in the background as the the sort of lower level or mid level boss thug. Yeah. That after Bruce goes and fucks up the dojo, then all of a sudden he has to meet this guy, Samo, on the street somewhere in the second act, and that's yeah. your your sort of hump in the middle to get over before yeah. they have to bring in Petrov. Yeah, right. that'd be yeah. Then maybe that's the catalyst for bringing in Petrov. It's like, what the fuck? He killed Samuel. That's a great idea. You know, that would have that would have that would have kind of fixed the unevenness. What I perceive as unevenness, I should say. Yeah, and you could even have Samuel go in and fuck up a couple of the students at the other do- at the Chinese dojo, right? Yeah, just to, to set him off. Um, where would you put William Hung in here to make this terrible? I'd put him as the stripper. <laughs> I'd put him as the stripper. And I'd have Mr. Wu. I'd have Mr. Wu go, oh, I've never seen anything. Nothing like this. And William Hung is just there fucking stripping away in front of those fucking teens and the businessman and Petrov. Like, that's what I'd do. I'd put William Hung in there as the stripper. That would really fuck this up, but it would be hilarious. That caught me off, that caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> where, would you, where would you have put William Hung to fuck this oh, movie up? I would put him as Petrov. I think oh, it'd be fuck. hilarious yeah. as Petrov as like, oh, we're bringing in our big stud guy to fuck up Chen. And it's William Hung, and he's trying to bend the iron bar, and he can't. Because <laughs> it's, it's an actual iron bar. And <laughs> <Yeah>. like he's... <laughs> It's like this is your guy. This really, this is this is guy. Oh yeah, he's terrifying. He snaps his snaps his suspenders, takes one step onto that fucking artificial turf lawn, that Brady Bunch lawn, and Bruce just kicks him once, and then has to go right to Yoshida. That'd be fucking great. He snaps his suspender and goes, "Ow, fuck! Oh, my titties! My titty! Ow!" All right, who do you buy a beer in this movie, if anybody? Oh, I, I, if I could buy Bruce Lee a beer. Like in any circumstances, yeah. Uh, in any circumstance at all, it would be it would be he. He's really the standout in the film. I think yeah. that again, like all the guys that he works with, like you, you go to Re- uh, Return of the Dragon or Way of the Dragon, when he's like Tony, Jimmy, Robert, Thomas, all those guys that are in his movies, yeah. they're they're good, but they they don't have that fuck that realism that Bruce Lee had because you know how they're kind of. I'm kind of flailing my arms around up and down right now doing like fucking <laughs> bad kung fu like whoo 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 like there was so much of that arm waving stuff that when Bruce came along like you said in the film like he starts jabbing the Russian like he's doing yeah. fucking boxing jabs he's jabbing him one jabbing him two and then he's like jab 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 three jabs like you know you see a certain amount of of realism he really changed he, he he made a big change on on cinema and culturally speaking everything that he did for the the chinese people and the their pride and you know standing up for themselves i i really i really appreciate that part too so if you're buying one beer it's got to be for bruce lee it has to be for bruce lee yeah there's there's no argument about that at all if if i had to buy a beer for somebody other than bruce lee honestly it would probably be 
low way. Yeah. Just to kind of be like, hey, man, I'm sorry for shitting on you all those years ago when I didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, here's a guy who's uh, I'm walking around and they even kind of made fun of him in Dragon the Bruce Lee story. They took a few shots at low way. Yes. Yeah, they did. And then you're like later, you're like, oh, and then after that, Bruce went on his own and he was the writer, director, actor. He was the fucking triple threat. But fucking low ways, a writer, director, actor, too. Right. So I understand that they had butted heads and Bruce was kind of moving towards this realism in fighting on film, I would say, like movie fighting. And uh, low way was still kind of in the traditional wire superhuman you know, I can fly across the fucking stratosphere. But yeah, yeah. Low Way, like, again, I, I said a lot of shit about him and really had no fucking reason to do so, you know. So I there. Just there. So I am sorry. <laughs> On the record. Sorry, Low On Way. On the record. Sorry, Low Way. Last category, new category. Would you remake this movie? Well, they did. Yeah, um, I was going to say they kind of did with Fearless. Yeah, and then there was no, there was another one that Jet, yeah Jet Li did in I think it was ninety uh, four or ninety five that I was watching and uh, I was watching it and partway through I was like what the fuck this motherfucker remade the Chinese Connection like I didn't really I didn't know yeah Jet Li was in this in Fist of Legend so I was watching Fist right, of Legend right. not knowing like not even knowing that it was a that it was the remake of this and yeah. I was like mm-hmm. and I was like wait a second this is this is fucking Chinese connection. So <laughs> fucking you, remake you, Chinese you connection don't know me. what Chinese spare ribs are. Um, <laughs> Chinese spare ribs. So, <laughs> well, let me show you, man. Um, I, I, I actually in recent years have really, really enjoyed a lot of these historical films. So yeah, they're cool, man. I, I just really, really enjoy them. Maybe it's just that, you know, I'm getting older. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they remade this in 94. Could it stand another remake? Yeah, uh, sure. Sure. I would, uh, I would see a remake of this and, uh, I, I'd pay my money to, to go see something like this again. Yeah. I think it would be a fun remake. Does it need to be? No, but could they with today's technology and good fighting and the cinematography of today? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It would be fun. All right, dude, coming up next, we are jumping back into the world of Steven Seagal. However, we are jumping forward in his catalog from his (laughs) early days of good movies to the 2008, possibly the worst Steven Seagal movie ever made, known as Kill Switch. We're going to jump into that one. Have you seen this or heard anything about this? No, no. I, I know that Isaac Hayes is in this. <laughs> so, he is. So he is. I'm looking forward to it. And and I'm really, really, really hoping that this is the one where he's riding the motorcycle and they fucking CGI his fucking fat <laughs> head inside that helmet. And it's just like, it's too big. Like when you see the space that his eyes are apart, you're like, there's no fucking way that that big bloated head is going to fit in that helmet so um i'm hoping that that's the one but if not uh i'm fine like you you i've i've said it many 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 times that when his films first came out in the late 80s early 90s i was there i loved the guy i went and saw his movies multiple times in the theater i was a huge huge fan and I'm, i'm not anymore like there's all kinds of people talking you know, oh, he's fucking jerk. He's a perv. Like, um, yeah. Um, who's who's the girl? Juliana Margulies. Yeah, Juliana Margulies saying that he treated her like fucking shit and just 
all this all this stuff about him being a bastard and then he's just walking around he doesn't even stand up in his movies anymore no so i'm 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 fine with with calling out his bullshit so and this is one of those movies that's set in Tennessee, so he's going to have that bullshit Memphis. Oh, come on yeah. now. You know what you're going to say. No, 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 accent. When he was in fucking Under Siege playing Casey Ryback, the cook, and they cut to him in the kitchen, and there's like three or four black guys standing there, and all of a sudden he's just like, come on down here, cooking in the back. <laughs> and the, everyone laughs. And it was just so much like, and when Robert Downey Jr., was was playing Lincoln Osiris in uh, Tropic Thunder, and yeah. he was just like, "Oh yeah, I was a smolier get there, get some crawdad, mm, yeah." <laughs> like that was that was a fucking joke, right? But Seagal you know, <laughs> yes. in Under Siege is straight serious. Like that dude will pick up that dude will pick up whatever fucking culture is near him. That's what he is. It's hysterical that he thinks he's from New York. He thinks he's from the South. He thinks he's from Russia. He, it's fucking hysterical. I can't wait well, to do this movie every, and shit Every over fucking it. time he's interviewed, he's just like, well, you know, this is very important to me because, you know, my family's Russian. Oh, yeah, I'm doing On Deadly Ground. My family is actually Native American. And it's yeah. like, dude, you can't be all the races. You can't fucking 23 and me. Like, like I'm 100% black. I'm 100% fucking Indian. I'm 100%. You can't have, you can't have all 100% man. You dick, you fat, you bloated, fucking lion, titty grabbing. Uh, he's jackass. he's grabbing Catherine Heigl's like tiny fifteen year old breast and stuff like that in photos. Like, you yeah, know, fuck, fuck, this guy guy. fuck this fuck guy, fuck this, fuck him. So we're gonna have fun with Kill Switch next week, two thousand eight. On you have offended this podcast, Steven Seagal. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh! <laughs>